uh, when you look at mixed reality there are a lot of process being defined being a new field there are a lot of ways of approaching design for mixed reality everyone thanks for tuning into notes of design to help support our mission spread knowledge to empower young creatives around the world we have a very special guest on today's episode let's welcome fabin who is a design led innovator he previously worked with clients like infosys xerox and adobe fabin is expert in the field of ar we are creating some brilliant miracles over there with four patents under his belt and also winning the adobe inventor award one of his famous ones was the motion brushes which was presented at adobe max on this episode we discussed about what is mixed reality and what are the various tool set or skill set required for someone who wants to enter into this field and also fabin shared his creative process in making these great augmented experiences so hope you guys enjoy this episode stay tuned and happy designing everyone Hi Fabin, welcome to Nodes of Design. It's pleasure hosting you today on our show. Hey Tej, uh, it's really great to be here and uh, thank you for inviting me over. Thank you Fabin. So Fabin, if you can give a brief about you to our listeners out there. Uh yeah, sure. I'm I call myself a creative technologist who works uh, kind of at the merger between creativity and technology. I work on technologies most of the time like uh, augmented reality virtual reality sometimes on uh, artificial intelligence based technologies gestures etc i don't uh, really focus on a technology perhaps i kind of look at the more uh, you know the design oriented side of it how it could be brought in for you know specific user oriented purposes or uh, if we could make some creative expressions out of it so these are kind of my exploration and it's been quite a journey so far that's kind of what i'm right now thank you so much fabin so you said it's quite a journey so we would love to hear your journey into design and how did you start into the field of design and what are your tips to the young creatives out there all right uh, so my journey into design started perhaps uh, okay so i started off as an electronics engineer and uh, i moved into learning a bit of programming and uh, my perhaps my first uh, interest with design was when i uh, started doing graphic design posters and logos and those kind of things then i started my career i was introduced to the field of interaction design uh, largely using technology and you know design an intersection between these two that was uh, perhaps 2 3 years down the line in my career and i was really hooked i just found that this is the area i want to work in and then from there i thought i'll do a professional course in this i did my masters from iit hyderabad i worked with companies like infosys xerox and adobe and uh, finally right now i'm uh, working with a company named pritia on the go i have been uh, exploring sides of creativity and technology like you know how to mix up these uh, how to exp- use technology to express making some creative expressions at a, at my heart i am like a maker i like to make things and find out what all are the possible explorations that i can create out of it and see if this these could be innovations in the sense that i could tie up business and the design of it and find out if this could be if i'm working with the product i would try to see if this would fit with the product and then you know move on so i i kind of am at the beginning stage of say uh, 
design cycle of a product cycle i would say kind of uh, don't classify design as you know research or uh, prototyping or hands on making mock ups as separate i kind of bring the whole bunch together most of the time uh, largely design led innovation that i have been doing so far covers a bit of my journey and you get a brief idea of what i been through so far that was a wonderful journey from being an electronic engineer to the great interaction designer in abin any tips on to beginners that you want to suggest i think uh, so most of the time we get knowledge we get knowledge from reading books we get knowledge from watching some of the tutorials or videos out there or we actually go to a, take a professional course and you we get knowledge uh, regarding design or creativity or any field for that matter we actually absorb this knowledge through when we reflect upon things when we discuss this with others and contemplate it contemplate on so i think uh, the real power of getting this knowledge is through contemplation and for any beginner i would say it's not about learning a skill it's not about you know i learned photoshop i learned xd i learned uh, i don't know uh, any other design tool out there and you know i can make things i can fairly imitate some of the existing designs out there but why do people take some design decisions those are some of the things which we need to contemplate on why is a particular button positioned at a particular place why not at some other place why is it said that there shouldn't be two cta buttons in one page i mean it's fairly obvious answer but if you trace back to the origins of it how did it start off in the world of virtual reality and augmented reality how do you design in space what why it's a completely new field how do you think about defining a process to design for that it's not just about you know grabbing a bunch of skills and exercising it but if you can discuss and create a dialogue with say perhaps your peers or other folks in the area and you know getting that essence of it contemplating on what exactly is how it how things evolved that i think would be really valuable for any designer at the beginning or perhaps along the journey as well thank you so much for them for those interesting insights so let's begin today's episode that is with mixed reality so what is mixed reality and what's the process for designing for these offbeat experiences so there is a lot of terminology that has been used around in terms of uh, mixed reality virtual reality augmented reality etc so i won't go into the details of that but mixed reality right now is there is a consensus that it's about placing it's not about placing it's about having virtual objects on top of the real environment and it actually interacts with the real environment and we are uh, kind of interacting not just with the virtual objects but with the environment and the virtual objects together this doesn't have to be a visual medium it could also be sound or it could also be touch etc so mixed reality as such uh, perhaps i'm a person who really think of this as augmented reality but uh, when you look at mixed reality there are a lot of process being defined being a new field there are a lot of ways of approaching design for mixed reality being created right now there are very less uh, tools for designing for such spaces new tools are evolving over the time but what is more interesting is to exercise your visualization or perhaps your thinking skills when it comes to how to design in such areas so one of the exercises which i do myself to visualize more is to think that i always wear a augmented reality headset 
during my day-to-day uh, workings. Perhaps I wear, I mean, I wear this hypothetical augmented reality headset in the morning and I work with it till the evening. Wherever I go, whatever I do, I think of how information would be appended on the on real environment while I'm using it. Say if I am cooking something, what kind of information do I need? And what is the best way to represent that information in AR? Is there a more interactive or maybe even a more fun way to represent those virtual objects or virtual information on space? Uh, I also go a little bit to the extent to make this uh, make this uh, interactive or virtual objects have a better uh, should give a better experience in terms of maybe aesthetics or in terms of the kind of interactions which we have it could be you know the way we talk to it using say voice uh, conversing with it so uh, it's like you have this hypothetical augmented reality headset from day to uh, evening maybe in a day and it's kind of you go around doing things mowing the lawn and you have a lawnmower, you have the feed of the lawnmower saying that this much is rotating at so much RPM, you could run it for so much minutes more, etc, etc. So this will help us get a feedback on how visualizing for this particular domain. Once we exercise this visualization skill for AR and VR, I think it's it's really powerful to translate, I mean, really easy uh, to translate it into designs for it. I think that's perhaps the initial skill what is required and there's a lot of examples for designing for 2D so it's easy to continue with it but designing for uh, 3D and immersive space that requires a lot more uh, novel visualization is what I feel. That's interesting uh, Fabian. So Fabian if someone wants to experiment with mixed reality what kind of tool set or the skill set that they require? I think uh, one of the most uh, Easiest accessible tools out there are game engines, perhaps popular being Unity 3D and Unreal. So uh, I myself use Unity 3D a lot. It requires a bit of uh, coding experience, but there are uh, some features of it which require, which helps you to do things without coding, uh, perhaps. But I would say if you can go the extra mile into learning that, it will be really helpful. It's easy to prototype and there is a lot of integrations in terms of, you know, integrating ARKit or ARCore or HoloLens or perhaps Magically, all these headsets with uh, frameworks with Unity and it's easy to build for them and test out things. And it's very easy to iterate also. So Unity 3D is kind of my go-to tool for this. One other thing I would like to mention is recently Adobe XD had some plugins which helps to prototype for virtual reality. And I've been exploring that and it's been quite fun to make screens in XD and then just translate it out there uh, into VR and see how it works. I think it's it's very it's at a very nascent stage in terms of uh, many of the tools out there. I really feel that there is a lot of scope to improve also and I'm sure there will be a lot of new tools coming up but uh, I think right now the best tool would be Unity perhaps. One last tool again I would like to mention if people are into creating uh, experiences is uh, for AR experiences is uh, Artivive and Adobe Aero. So Artivive is a very simple to use uh, application where you enter an image and you can add a video which will play over the image when you use an AR uh, device. It's really simple and it's it's amazing to use. Adobe Aero is uh, yet another AR tool, a lot of features uh, in it, uh, marker based and without marker. That's also, these are the few tools which I use commonly and I'm sure there are other tools also I myself wouldn't know about. 
I hope that helps. Thank you so much, Fabian, for those. I'm pretty much interested in knowing about your creative process and your details of work, as you are the one who claimed uh, eight patents in a span of two years. So, which is like something beyond a normal creative journey. So, what was your process in doing that? Okay, so this is a question which I get a lot of the times because I mean, uh, I the patents itself. Uh, one thing is that i was uh, patenting within the company adobe uh, they had a set process which made it easy uh, second thing is that i filed eight patents of which four has been granted patenting is just one part of it but the whole journey is about you know a lot of explorations a lot of explorations in terms of you will be uh, since i've been working largely with labs and research centers i've been iterating through a lot of things i've been creating day-to-day -day creating new things to find out what works and what doesn't work. I think, uh, for example, I, one day I would be working with something where I am using, I mean, I'm sculpting some 3D object in augmented reality. Next day, I would be working with sketching in AR or sketching in VR. Next day, I probably might throw all those off and I use my phone to detect different parts of my bike or something. So every day it requires me to churn out these ideas work my brain towards getting new ideas and i would say that say 50 to 60 percent of it would be thrown out because it's it's not viable or it's, it's too futuristic or it's it's not going to fit with some of the things which you are working then there are things which we'll have to drop because uh, uh, there is uh, that's not what our particular uh, lab or team is focusing on and finally, we'll have to focus on those what is remaining, those what are really good ones are remaining. Perhaps one of my managers always said, it's not about just ideating. It's about making sure that it becomes an innovation where you tie it up with business and design and engineering and see that it's a viable uh, product by the end of the day. Initial journey is about innovation. I mean, it's about ideation, creating ideas. But then you go into the whole phase of researching, talking to people, interviewing them, design it such that a user can actually use such an idea. Uh, I mean, usefully use such ideas to get a task done and then finally prototyping it, handing it off to a product team or see if it could be a new and that way uh, going forward. So I think uh, the whole process is uh, kind of differ from the regular designer, perhaps in the fact that I've uh, worked with more labs and I had the freedom to uh, innovate more in terms of uh, creating new ideas. I think that helped a lot. And uh, this is kind of what I usually follow. You know, I start with ideas and then start uh, researching about it, uh, moving to design, prototyping, and then the further stages of handoff and everything. So, uh, I think uh, you will get a fairly good idea by that is what I feel. Thank you so much, Febin. But it's quite inspirational to see the thinking ability and the inspirations that you draw from. So any source of your inspiration that you take when you ideate? Most of the times, uh, inspiration uh, requires a clear mind. And I'm a person who focuses a lot on spiritual development, uh, personal spiritual development. And uh, I read a lot of books on philosophy and everything. I think uh, my source of inspiration perhaps is uh, a lot of people out there keeps making things. So I look at some of the amazing makers out there. So every time I turn on um, I mean, I switch on Twitter and I see one of the posts by Zach Lieberman, a new generative idea he's working on, he is creating, kind of pushes me to create something. 
uh, it could be uh, another video by say someone who's working in the AR VR field creates a new prototype of you know cutting and pasting real time objects into a screen the digital screen now yeah. that suddenly yeah that suddenly inspires me to think hey why didn't i think of it that's really good idea that's really useful and that pushes me to think even more uh, i kind of it always keeps me on the edge in terms of seeing these and getting inspired most of the times when i even uh, talk to people that could be people working in this area or it could be some of the people i've worked with in my day to day life or people whom i've uh, taught or mentored i get perspectives of uh, design and creativity from them and then continuing the conversation i see areas which i've never imagined before so i always believe i'm always a firm believer that not one person is kind of the person who makes everything i mean there is always a lot of people who is behind any new idea or any new creation so it's not just one person there so i always feel when i open social media and follow some of these uh, amazing people amazing makers out there Uh, i think those are th- that's really my source of inspiration i could name a few uh, in terms of like i i could say zack lieberman i could say iden wolf i could talk about some of the amazing works by i mean your john mayda is one of the biggest figures i've been looking up to th- there are a lot of these names which always uh, strike inspiration in me Thank you so much Fabian for sharing your source of inspiration. On a concluding note, I would love to ask you to recommend any three books that you want to recommend to our listeners out there. Probably if I have to mention a few, I would say that in philosophy, I think one of my favorite books is uh, Alchemist. I think it's many would have read about it, but yes. something which I read again and again at different phases of my life then there is uh, a book which uh, was recently was recommended one of my one of the people i look up to and uh, the book's name is the untethered soul it sounds a bit you know very spiritual and everything it's it's a really good read and it's it's really worth reading in the area of uh, perhaps generative design and uh, design as such i think one of my most favorite book is form plus code by Casey Rios really love the book uh, in terms of how it has been laid out and how it could be a jump start for uh, people entering the area of generative design thank you so much for being for coming and joining with us to spread knowledge we hope you to see you again in our further coming episodes and share your knowledge and uh, thank you tej i mean it was really wonderful to be in this platform and uh, i know i know it's a recent platform but you i mean it's amazing to see how much you've grown so far and it's i really look up to how uh, it will be growing ahead and things evolve out for you thank you once again for inviting me over Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.